Uh, nine minutes it is now to five o'clock. Quite a number of budget speech related conversations we are bringing you today. And in our finance feature, we want to find out how the budget speech delivered yesterday had or will have an impact on any investments that you might have. Gareth Collier is a uh, director and CFP at Crew Invest. Gareth, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Morning, Africa. Always good to be with you. A couple of bills that were tabled by the finance minister yesterday. And of course, we look at the broad headlines, right? Um, we know now that 150 billion rand is going to be taken from the gold and foreign exchange contingency reserve account, an account that many of us were hearing about for the first time. But we're grateful for it because it means no personal income tax hike and it means no value added tax hike um, in any way. Um, it doesn't save us from the um, bracket creep, uh, which is a shifting of, um, uh, you know, if you earn between that much and that much, that's the percentage you're going to be paying. It doesn't save us from that, but at least we're not going to be paying exponentially more money uh, to SARS than we are now come the 1st of April. But from your takeaways yesterday, um, how will the budget speech in any way impact my ability to invest? No, look, I think implicitly from your from your investment perspective, nothing really changes. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was probably, I think everybody was apprehensive leading up to the budget speech yesterday and a lot of speculation around uh, possible tax hikes and what form they may take, um, you know, and, and I think that would affect your sort of month-to-month cash flow, uh, which probably would have had the biggest impact on your ability to invest, you know, how much money do you have available for investing. Uh, but in terms of investment structures, uh, you know, where and how you can invest, uh, it's pretty much uh, status quo. Uh, one of the big things, of course, that I suppose we should have been anticipating is that two-pot system that um, Parliament approved, which means come the 1st of September, we will now be having our investments split into two. One third will go to effectively a savings pot, and then another two thirds will go into your future retirement. I'm correct in reading that, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that uh, two-part system, what we've really been waiting for, for about a year or so now, is to get the final implementation date. You know, initially it was meant to be the 1st of March this year. Um, the, the counter to that was to maybe push it forward to March of next year. And they're finally confirmed and settled on the 1st of September this year. So at least we know when it's going to happen. Um, and yeah, that's probably the most, the, the biggest internal impact on your retirement investments, um, splitting into these to- so-called pots. Um, you know, initially what was going to happen is that there was, Pre-COVID, um, the thought was that there would be no access to retirement funds. That's actually what the what the goal was. Um, and when COVID came about, I think it it uh, brought through the reality that people can't have zero access to their retirement funding uh, before retirement. Obviously, that is the intention of those funds. But you know, life does happen. There's a lot of unforeseen events that may happen, um, and the unintended consequence of that is that people might have access to funds or, sorry, available funds, but they just simply can't access them, uh, which then needs them, you know, possibly going into debt or other sort of uh, means of accessing cash flow. Meanwhile, they're sitting on this pot of money. So it was a little bit sort of contradictory, you know, like sort of it's important to save for the future, but also we don't always know what the now presents.
Uh, will there be any restrictions, I suppose? You have to prove that you are dipping into that pot uh, for these purposes. Um, and if somebody is satisfied, they will then release the money to you? Uh, no. like There's actually no sort of, uh, let's say, uh, requirement for, for accessing those monies. Uh, there's just two practical steps that, that one needs to be very aware of is the fact that you may only access that, that savings portion once per tax year, right? Um, and the minimum withdrawal must be 2,000 Rand uh, and above, depending on your balance. Um, but be aware of the fact that any money that you do take out of that savings portion is going to be taxed at your marginal tax rate. So you're going to pay PAYE on it rather than a the, rather than the withdrawal tax table that you would pay sort of in the current setup. Um, but that that one-time withdrawal, you know, if you possibly having a rough start to the year, maybe you draw some money out and say the March or the April of the of the new tax year, like right in the beginning, and then come December you're needing funding. Unfortunately, there's just going to be zero access to that savings pot, even if there is money available in it. Let's then uh, sort of um, go back to the question around investment, right? Um, If you are good in inverted commas, you will have a suite of product uh, that you are investing into. It could be a little bit of it in equity, a little bit in in property, a little bit offshore and all of those kind of things. And we've seen, um, certainly over the last couple of years, a lot of people trying to move offshore as much as possible where they could, um, partly because of the uncertainty around um, the political future in South Africa, um, some elements around economy and you know what uh, what confidence we have in this administration making the right decisions pertaining our investments um it is an election year and one would argue one of the reasons why we're not seeing a hike in personal income tax and VAT is because of that and we'll always be grateful for that but ultimately um, whatever the finance minister delivers during a budget speech has to encourage people to invest in their own country. Do you think you did that enough yesterday? Well, I, I think they took certain steps. You know, it, it was certainly probably the uh, the softest approach, the, the, the least most impactful approach um, when it comes to raising uh, tax revenues is to apply that sort of zero bracket creep that you mentioned earlier. Um, <clears throat> You know, I think the the incentives. The funny thing is, we the, the something like the two pot system is is quite confusing because it's it's been uh, it hasn't been ratified. We didn't have much certainty, and people can start sort of uh, digging into it now. Um, and 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 knowing that you've got that access, that is going to to possibly make it easier or, or uh, a little bit more uh, sort of frequent in terms of accessing or investing in your retirement fund. Um, you know, the, the, the issue with the, with the, with the politics and, and the economy, they, they're quite intertwined in our country, particularly with, uh, with this large state-owned entities. Um, that does make it difficult. Um, I think this, po- this point has been raised to death, but, you know, if you look at our JSE, the, the reality is that the, the bulk, 60 to 70% of those revenues of those businesses is still generated offshore. That's that's just a reality, um, and I think the offshore discussion has been has been raised more frequently in the last couple of years, um, just as much from a political standpoint and an economy standpoint, and the fact that like practically it's become a lot easier to invest in inverted commas offshore. Um, you know, historically you needed to have quite substantial assets 
to to take money offshore. Um, that's not exactly the case anymore. Um, I think what happened between, the, the, particularly with technology and that, and the sharing of information, it's made it a lot more cost effective for investment platforms and asset managers to to be able to run offshore um, in offshore investment funds. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of factors that I think has, have resulted in people wanting to take money offshore. Um, over and above the very practical and neutral thing that, yes, the economy is very much um, sort of chugging along very slowly, um, if at all, uh, on the local front. Gareth, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much indeed for your insights. Gareth Collier is a director and certified financial planner with Crew Invest, reflecting on how the budget will impact on our ability to invest.